Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, guys, you know about Patea, you know where it is in the world, you know where it is on the map, but this gentleman here put Patea on the map. BJ, how the devil are you, my man? Good, man. Good. It's great to be having the privilege and the honor to sit here and talk yeah. to you. This man, believe it or not, owned the very first bar here in Patea. Yeah. He remembers Walking Street when there was a tree yeah. before you could even get through Walking Street. That's right. And he's been married to the same lady for 50 years. You get it. You Damn, get it. man. Yeah. That, you know what? That's fantastic. Then Pretty now, unbelievable. Oh, unreal. So, BJ, what I'd like to do is I'd like to cast your mind back to the many, many years ago when yeah. you first came here yeah. uh, before you came here where are you from from America from Texarkana Texas uh, you remember the song cotton fields yeah yeah way down south in Louisiana about a half a mile from Texarkana that's where I'm from wow yeah wow yeah. and when you grew up I mean obviously I'm guessing you never visualized that you'd spend most of your life here. no no way what no was way. your what was your ambitions when you were younger well when I was 20 uh, 18 I joined the Air Force straight right. up straight out of high school four years did my time I got out and I volunteered to go to Vietnam. I worked a year in the States, one year, and then I volunteered to go to Vietnam wow. and worked for the government there, right? So I did that for three and a half years. And yeah. then when I left Vietnam, I'd already been to Bangkok in uh, December of uh, 60, 67, December 67, 67 yeah. wow. And I went to Bangkok for two weeks and it was like a fantasy. I couldn't believe it, you know? Really? Uh, they, had, uh, they had huge uh, warehouse type bars, you know? Maybe three, 400 women you know, on in the 67? roster. Yeah, yeah, in 67. A lot of military, right? Right. Yeah, anyway, uh, you could go to the, you could go to the Thai heaven, for instance, right? And uh, it was a huge place, and the girls were dancing around in the rumwong, uh, rumwong, and they call it, it's a Thai dance. Yeah. They're elbow and elbow, they're wearing street clothes, they've all got a number on. You pick one out, you tell the boy he brings her over 140 baht for 24 hours, 70 baht for the bar, 70 baht for the girl. 140 baht. 140 baht. That and was in 67. Back then, I mean, what was the exchange rate back then? About 20 baht to the dollar. 20 baht to the dollar. Mm -hmm. So $7. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, you must be pulling yeah, your out now. It was such a fantasy, you know, yeah. I couldn't believe it. That's why I had to come back after I finished in Vietnam. I left in January 71, and I came back through here thinking I'd stay here for a month, you know, and go back home, you know, and I stayed a month. I stayed two months. I met my wife, she was a singer in a nightclub in Bangkok, and you know, the rest is history, man. I just, well, I mean, uh, you've got some history. I mean, yeah. as you can see on the screen now, and we're gonna talk through these photos, but look at what I'm looking at now, the photos here. I mean, there's some incredible photos, and the one that really sticks out in my mind that I'm gonna talk about to, uh, to BJ in a bit is the, the, the tree. There's a very good story behind the tree, yeah. which we're gonna share in a bit. Yeah. I mean, so you came out here, I mean, obviously the photos are in the lobby there are amazing. I mean, yeah. that's a massive trip down memory lane. Yeah. When you first came out here, obviously, like you say, you know, it was like fantasy land. I mean, what made you decide to say, do you know what, I'm not only just going to come here for, for a couple of months, I'm actually going to stay here for the rest of my life? Well, I had, I had no idea that would happen. Right. You know, we came to Padia. Uh, there was a job coming up, uh, Federal Electric Corporation. Uh, they were hiring, so I hired on with them. Uh, I was assigned to uh, Utapal, side of hip, that area. Right. And so we were going to live in Padia. So my wife and I came down here. We set up a house and home, and I went to work. Yeah. You say about Utapau, I mean, was the airport there then? Yeah. The airport well, the, was in Utapau? Well, it was an airstrip. We were flying in B-52s back and forth, <laughs> you know. But, but then they changed it to a commercial so airport. Wow. After so, years so back in the day, I mean, obviously, you know, 
you, you're here. When did you first come to Blair? 69, did you say? 67, December 67. December 67, Bangkok, Bangkok two Bangkok. weeks, yeah. And when did you first come to Pattaya? Uh, January, January of 71. January 71. When I came back. I've got to ask a question. I mean, what was there when you came here in 71? Because I was never privileged enough to visit uh, here then. It was a, it was a fishing village. There wasn't village. a lot, man. Not a lot here. It was very quiet, very quiet. You know, there was nothing on the beach, you know, except horses and elephants, you know. And uh, very few tourists, you know, if any, you know. Uh, it was about 74 when we opened our bar, July 74. And uh, we began to see white people come, you know. Uh, Europeans, Germans, you know, that type of stuff. And the big business back then was the Japanese right. and the Germans. That okay. was the biggest tour business, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, when they first started in 70, early 70s, yeah. So when you came here, I mean, what was the, the, the reasoning behind opening a bar? I mean, obviously there was nothing here. I mean, you could yeah. have opened a restaurant, a hotel, yeah, a yeah. tourist well, attraction. Why I came, bar? I came to go to work, right? Right. And my wife was playing housewife, and I worked for about three years, and then we realized the contract was coming to an end, and we needed something else to do. And my wife, she wanted to open a, a, a shop. I didn't know what kind of shop. I wasn't a drinker. I, I couldn't imagine opening a bar, right? But... Uh, she said, yeah, I want to open this place. And it turned out to be my boss's business, okay. you know, on okay. the job. Like, and so he told me, he said, you don't want to open a bar because it'll ruin your marriage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it did ruin his, right? So we moved in. We took over the bar, and uh, we opened July 474. July 474. Yeah, and within, within a month, you know, we had business going, a lot of local people, a lot of expats like me, you know, right? And... Uh, yeah, it was a good thing in the, in the beginning. Very easy to make business, you know. Uh, what was your bar called? BJ. Oh, BJ it's called bar. BJ. Yeah. Well, that's what they named the soy, right? Yeah. You know? Well, that, that's what I'm, I mean, yeah. I was just leading into yeah. that because, you know, it's one thing being a long-term resident here. It's yeah. one thing being able to recall all the history that you yeah. can recall. Yeah. But they named the soy after you. I mean, talk yes. about, you know. Story of my life you know, with Dead I mean, End Street, man. Yeah. I mean, do, do you stand there, look at that, and now you think, that's me. I mean, does, does it... Does it like sink in? Because one of the things that you know has always seemed to be quite paramount is the fact that we seem to get the idea that the Thai people hate us and that you know we're not welcoming. Uh, they've named the soy after you. Yeah, well, it it, it kind of came with the time. You know, if you stay in one spot long enough, uh, something's going to happen. Yeah. Sure enough, they decided to call it Soy BJ, and then when we left, we closed the bar 20 years ago. 20. And it's still Soy BJ. Yeah. Yeah. We still own a place on the soy, but. You know, somebody else runs it. So yeah, and I mean, back then, when when you, I mean, how many bars were here in, in Pattaya back uh, then? We were the first open air bar, and oh. I can name maybe five or six bars other than that. There was a couple of small uh, strip strip bars, like you yeah. know, before the go go era, right? You know, and uh, then there was a fantasy bar, the Sandbox. They were like larger places with a dance floor and a band, you know, right? And then uh, there were some small places like Hank's Hideaway and, you know. Hank's yeah. Hideaway, wow. Yeah, Hank's Hideaway. Dino Bar, you know. Yeah. It was, it was way back, man. It's, a, it's hard to remember those times, man, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. Anyway, it was a very small situation. People coming by every day, just wave as they go by, you know, right? It was a really laid-back existence. But then when things started changing in the late 70s, the military began to come. And we hit it off big with the military. We had uh, uh, people from the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, you name it. We had Royal Marines from Hong Kong coming in. We had 
Oh, it was great. Good business, you know. We were three, four people deep, standing room only in the bar at times, wow. you know, when they would come in. But they were only in for five days, so, you know, it didn't make a big difference in our business except for that short period, but it was nice. So those it, five days were yeah, like pretty it was much like, carnage for Yeah, long. it was like Little America, you know. You see all these American kids walking them down the street, you know, and that was really something Fair amazing play. to watch, to see the ships on the horizon, wake up in the morning, step out on the veranda, and... You see like six or eight ships you know, on the horizon, a carrier. And, a and how many soldiers were on naval base? Uh, we had as many uh, as maybe 6,000 or 10,000 when they would come in, you know, in a carrier group, you know, you get that many people. It's like six a small 10, city. 10,000 people Yeah, it's like a small go. town. Yeah, the town jumped, man, when they come in. It was really imagine, lively. Yeah, and I mean, obviously the stupid question I've got to ask is, I guess the guys coming off the off the boat were here to have fun, enjoy themselves. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, how did you cope in terms of getting the amount of girls to come down here? I mean, was it like the Jungle Telegraph, like get down yeah, here? Yeah, well, loads of guys yeah, there. the word gets out. You know, it's all in the newspaper. Everybody knew they were coming, so you know. But there were a lot of women here already. You know, they didn't have to come down here. Yeah. Believe me, they were all waiting on the beach when the boys hit the beach. So at a guess, at a guess, obviously you've seen literally thousands of guys come oh, through the door here. Thousands. At a guess, how many of those thousands do you think ended up getting married and it all went pear-shaped? Uh, I, I couldn't put a percentage <laughs> on it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Quite a but few. There, there have been some successful marriages. I had a number of girls come out of our place, married Europeans, Australians, English, American, you know, and went and had a great life, you know. And, but then there have been those failures. I mean, you know, you got to realize the girls working in the bar, they're doing it for business. Yeah. They're not yeah. doing it for love, you know. Absolutely. And uh, these guys come here, they get involved, and next thing you know, they think it's love and it's not, and everything goes pear-shaped. And, You're uh, listening to a guy here that, that 50 years ago is telling <laughs> you the same thing I'm telling you today, that this is a business. It's not emotional, it's a business. That's right. That's I mean, right. You, you've, you've watched the whole city grow and develop into what it is now, you know, probably one of the world's biggest nightlife entertainment yeah. zones ever. Yeah. I mean, when, when it started to grow, I mean, how, how did that affect you in terms of like, were you happy seeing the city that was so quiet, so nice to enjoy, to suddenly become this bustling, hustling city? I mean, how did that affect you? No, uh, I go with the changes easy, you know, right? Although, personally, I'm a fixed person, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, Back in the old days, when we first started, there would have been a couple of thousand people resident here in Patia, right. you know, and now there's probably a half a million, mm. you know, so it's grown considerably over the years. But in the first uh, first few years, you know, it was a nice, quiet, sleepy fishing village type situation. But uh, nowadays, it's just, it's so overgrown, I don't go anywhere, you know, mm. I don't even leave the, the house most of the time, you know, just because it's... And uh, if you go to Jump the Inn, it's like a world away, you know what yeah, I mean? And I, I have people tell me, well, I've never been down here because it's so far away. And they're in South Patia, you yeah. know what I mean? Come on, <laughs> man. it's ridiculous. I, mean, I admit, I don't travel, I don't go anywhere. I, I don't even like to go to Bangkok. I can't remember when I went there last, you know what I mean? But, well, yeah, I mean, if it's that long ago, I can't imagine the changes it would mm -hmm. present you with now. If you, mm -hmm. I mean, I was only there Mind a bugger. few days ago. I mean, it's just like a multi-story skyscraping right. building everywhere. Right. Yeah. Obviously, Tahitian Queen. I yeah, mean, TQ. You, I yeah. guess you were one of their first customers, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it, they, they opened, uh, I think, uh, I can't recall the name. I want to call it the Polynesian or something like that uh, before the TQ took it. And they opened, uh, I forget what year exactly they opened. I think it was about 86 or somewhere in there, 85. And, but uh, they're the oldest place open now, right now. And they just reopened after all the lockdowns mm. and stuff. And, but uh, yeah, the TQ, they wanted to 
we had another place on Soy BJ that was empty at the time, and I pushed them to open up there. So the, eventually, they opened a the TQ too, okay. you know, and it was there for a number of years, and then they pulled out. You know, they said they didn't need it. So anyway, uh, yeah, they're still doing well. I want to ask you about the tree mm. because uh, if you look at the if you look on now, you'll see the picture of the tree I'm referring to. So this mm. is Walking Street, and as you can see on the on the picture. Uh, what we recognize, us being the, the guys that have only been here a little while, that, that left-hand turn that we're now forced to do in front of the, as you see on the picture, is a tree. So, now BJ, that tree is no longer there, but that's down to your friend, isn't it, that yeah. why it's not there. I mean, tell us yeah. about the, the tree that was blocking Walking Street. What well, happened there? Well, I had a friend. I had a friend that decided to build a trimaran. He built a Peter Brown trimaran, 48-footer. Yeah. And they built it in a warehouse down on South Patio Road. Yeah. And when it came time to take it to the sea, they couldn't get it out. It came out early in the morning, and he looked, and they said, what are we going to do with this tree? And it's a Buddha tree, you know, so yeah. it's very sacred. <laughs> Been here for a hundred years, you know what I mean? And so they took the privilege of cutting it down, you know, right? Anyway, they took it down, they hit the sea, and they took off, you know, but the city was really upset, you know, people that related that tree for years. So and they years cut the Buddha tree down, cut it down just down, to get his yeah, boat out into the water. Just to get the boat out. Anyway, as karma would have it, he's in prison now, well, you know, right? This is years later, you yeah. know, 30 years later, but anyway. Yeah, it was uh, some story, you know. I mean, would, would he be allowed back in? The, I mean, obviously he's in prison, oh, no, but if he no. wasn't, would he have been allowed back? No, he'd be persona non grata. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cutting the tree down. I mean, Walking Street back then, obviously now it's, it's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. You've seen Walking Street go from nothing to being at the height of its, yeah. of its time, which is probably, what, 15 years yeah. ago now, probably at its peak. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's sort of filtering down. I mean, you've got an incredible knowledge of this city. You've seen all the naysayers, oh, it's going to do this, it's going to do that, but you've yeah, seen it, it all with your keeps, own eyes. I mean, where do you see the It just keeps on. It just keeps on keeping on, man. You know, I've heard this for years and years. Oh, it looks like Patty is going down. It's not going to do any more business and people are going elsewhere, you know. But it was never the case. It always came back, always came back, you know. And uh, between Phuket and here and the other resorts, you know, they migrate tourists. They, they go back and forth. So, you know, but right now, I think we're, if you look at all the new construction, it's mind-boggling, you know. I mean, somebody, somebody knows something that we don't, you know. Absolutely. And I've been saying this a lot of times on my mm. channel that, you know, I've even done a walk around and shown all the new buildings, the mm. new big buildings. Yeah. You know, they're not like little single bar units. Over. No. These are like multi-story buildings. You know? That's right. That's and they're right. not going to open those, you know, pips out with that laundry <coughs> money. It's, you know, they're no. not going to be doing that no. just for the sheer hell of it. Yeah, the rumor. There's a rumor about casinos coming, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's what's driving it. Big money coming. So it'd probably be all the Chinese when they come down with their money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you, you must have seen when the very first flag appeared. Yeah. Down yeah. Walking Street when they were flag chasers. You must have thought, God, what have they got a flag for? Now I had it's a, common practice. I had it. a friend one night. He got drunk in my bar and he went down the street. He walked in the Sam Bayshore Hotel and there was a, there was a tour group of Chinese that had come in, you know, and uh, the, the tour guide had dropped his flag and his whistle on the couch and gone into the toilet, right? You know, and my buddy walked up and he picked the toilet, picked up the flag and the whistle and he started to walk out the front door. And just as he did, he waved the flag and blew the whistle and he took off. No. And he turned around about 500 meters later and here's this whole tribe of Chinese following him single file, right? So he dropped the flag and the whistle and dashed up a soy, you know, yeah. to get away from him. I bet, I bet that tall guy was oh, happy. Oh my God. Where's my troops gone? Oh no. You can't imagine what he would have thought, you know? Oh, goodness <laughs> me. I mean, talking about, uh, you know, Chinese, obviously they're predominantly here in Walking Street. That's mm. where they're most known for. Yeah. 
now over a period of time we've seen the soy bacow area develop tree towns developing as yeah. we speak and yeah. that area what was that like back in the day i have no idea i never went there they never call it the dark there. side you know well that is, isn't the dark side though over the cross sukhumit road well it could be that's like i say i've never been there You've never you been know? there no no man once i left walking street I stayed on this end of the beach. You I never went there. down there again. Man. Wow. And what about like uh, Naklur and all around that way? Did you venture over there? Was there anything no, there? No, no, nothing there. I had, a, I had some cats in a shop house out there. I used cats. to go out there every other day to <laughs> feed the cats. And yeah. That. But See, otherwise, no, I had no need to go to Naklur, you know. Wow. That's the market area. That's where we do a lot of our market stuff. Yeah, it's but, a great fish market there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered that the other day. And so in terms of like the food, I mean, obviously over the years since I've been coming here, I mean, I've only lived here 10 years, I've been coming here nearly 13 now. So I've only experienced a, a tiny bit of what you've seen. But what I have noticed is there's more and more uh, Western restaurants opening time after time. Yeah. Now. They're catering towards that market. When you were here 50 years ago, I mean, was it just Thai food and Thai food only? Uh, basically, you know, when we first opened our restaurant, we served uh, Falang food, you know, okay. international stuff. But uh, I can't, I'm not a big Thai food eater, you know, I have fried rice on Saturday morning and that's it. You is know? that, is yeah. that it? That's your that's routine? That's it, that's my fried routine. Fried rice on a Saturday, that's <laughs> you it. You got it, man. <laughs> I don't even have to ask them what I want to eat on Saturday morning and they just bring it they out. They just bring yeah. it out, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, but I have friends that are, they're Thai food lovers, man. I mean, they just can't get enough of it. I yeah. never, I never got that addiction. I just, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a, a, I must admit, I love Thai food. I'm a foreigner. I live in this country. I'm a resident. But it's their country. I'm just visiting. You know what I mean? Well, that's an incredible way of, of yeah. uh, thinking. How that because you you know I know you say you're a resident, but you are. I am um, a resident. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, you are. But you know, you're part of Pattaya. Aren't yeah. you? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't honestly. I, you wouldn't believe me when I tell you this. The amount of people that watch yeah. my interviews and watch mm. my channel that say to me. Mm. Get down Soy 3 and go and see BJ. He just, he's forgotten yeah. more than most of us even know about yeah. this city. Oh, I really have. It's amazing how many people know me and I don't know them, you know. I walk the beach on a, a, a four o'clock every day with the dog, you yeah. know. And people have stopped me and I say, are you BJ? I remember you from 40 years ago, you know, wow. when I came here first time, you know. Unbelievable. So 40 years ago, no YouTube then? No, no YouTube, no, no telephones, internet, no nobody. Telephones. Now every maid has an iPhone, you know. Everybody's got access to the internet. I did a live stream the other day, and, and there's a guy that comes into our bar over in uh, Treetown, and I think he's actually got the, the the oldest phone I think I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't even it doesn't even send pictures or anything. Yeah, yeah. Some guys just don't want to upgrade. You know, they get used to what they have. I'm the same. You know, I like use the same thing all the time. You know. Yeah. But, you know. Do you do you think the internet's helped develop the city, or do you think it's hurt the city? Well, it's hard to say what. How's it? How's it affected society? Is a better question. Well, yeah, that's, you know? a, yeah, that's, a, that's a fair shot. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's been good for families. I don't think it's been good for the social structure. You know, it makes people feel like uh, they're inadequate if they go on Facebook and they see somebody else having a great life, even though it's all crap. You know, mm -hmm. they're putting all the BS on there, saying yeah. I've got this and I've got that. You know. Yeah. And we're all the same, you know, I mean, some people have and some people have not, but you go on the social networking, man, it, it's, it really screws people's heads up, you know, yeah. I think, you know, especially younger kids, you know, I mean, it, then they don't know whether they want to be a man or a woman, you know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just well, crap. You, you've led me nicely into what I was going to ask oh, the next topic. Was, crap. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, I mean, I agree. I mean, social media, I mean, here's me saying I agree when I'm, you know, benefiting from the YouTube channel, etc. But 
my point being is it allows people to say a lot of things that they wouldn't necessarily yeah. say if they yeah. were with you and, and yeah, that, that right. side of things like you say you know the, the trolls and all that kind of it, it, it does have a negative yeah. side but I also think in fairness you know when people see videos they see photos yeah. oh that looks amazing I've got to go there because I'm guessing you know back in the day it was a, it was a Thompson's holiday brochure yeah. but, you know we look, yeah. look through the pictures yeah. oh that looks nice let's go there yeah. um, I mean in terms of like the ladyboy scene when did that was that prominent back in the well, day or was that growing when, into society when I first came here uh, you didn't notice uh, the gays like you do today uh, the lady boys uh, they more or less stayed in the closet back then did they? you know it wasn't wow. open season like it is now yeah. you know but uh, then over the years I saw it begin to change you know some of the bars would bring in one or two lady boys you know transgender yeah. or whatever uh, just to uh, offer something else to their you know, customers. You Just know. to teach the drunk lads a lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the guys would come in inevitably and they'd pick up a, a guy and be drunk and wind up the next day, you know, with stories to tell for the rest of their life, you know. So <laughs> having had the, the, the first open uh, open yeah. beer bar here, yeah. I guess the question I've got to ask is how many guys have come into your bar the next morning and go, BJ, you are not going to believe what happened to me last night. <laughs> it was every night. <laughs> and what did you do? It it's okay, night. mate. It's normal. Uh, it's, it's I've norm. heard it too many times. I heard it. It's How's norm. your radar? Is your radar yeah. good? Or yeah, yeah. Can you tell them from a distance? As long as you kept your wallet, that's all yeah. that matters. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, what we're going to do is uh, I want to talk to you in a lot more detail in part two about like the future of Patea and about obviously I mean, you've been married yeah. 50 years yeah. and you know we'll talk about how hard that's been because obviously you know being here in this, yeah. in this scene must have been yeah. a few testing yeah. moments over the years it has man um, but we're going to talk about that also I want to talk about your your uh, the, the BJ Holiday Inn I mean you've mm. gone from yeah. a small bar yeah. the first ever bar to now right. a colossal yeah. place I mean really well it's not colossal but <laughs> well, it is I mean come on don't yeah. undersell yourself how many, yeah. how many rooms have you got uh, 50 rooms 50 yeah. rooms yeah. see I mean that's one room for every year yeah. imagine if you were 130 years old you'd have a lot mm. bigger place yeah but the guy across the street he's got 1,050 rooms you yeah, know you've so. got personality they don't <laughs> that's the difference that's a I'm the happy camper. You're, you're I'm the guy that goes golfing every Tuesday. Exactly. This guy has no time to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> and, pe and people will come here because of you. And, yeah. and honestly, I can't yeah. tell you enough times. I'm not. I'm not yeah. blowing smoke yeah. up your ass. The amount of people <laughs> that have sent me emails, messages, get yeah. down, so you go good. and see BJ. Yeah. You know, I've you met are, a lot of people. Yeah. You are a very well, very well respected man. Yeah. You know, fair play to you. Right, guys. So in part two, what we're going to do is in part two we're going to talk about uh, BJ's married life, about how it must have been so. I mean, fifty years, guys. You know, most people last fifty days. You know, fifty <laughs> years. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, we're going to talk about this wonderful, wonderful hotel. It really, is it's in a fantastic location. If you're not sure where we are, we're in Soy Three, uh, which is at the, the the sort of starting point of Beach Road. So it's really a great location in terms of. You're far enough, far enough away from the from the activities, but you're close enough to get there. So you got a winner winner on both aspects there. It's been a pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank hey, you man. so much indeed. It's yeah, for sure. I can't wait to talk to you in part two and hey, you dig a bit it. more. And we're going to find out. I'm going to get him to share some funny stories that he's heard over here. <laughs> what some of the guys have got up to. We're going to talk about yeah. that in part two. Well, yeah, that's Fantastic. All right, guys. So that's it for me. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this fantastic interview with BJ. He really is a, a smashing guy. And uh, part two will be out very, very soon. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you very much for watching. Please
please, as always, guys, remember hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Uh, check out our Discord group on Discord now. We've got over 11,300 members, and I know some of you guys have been on there messaging me about coming and speak to BJ. Well, there you go. We're here. We've done it for you, so I hope you've enjoyed this video. <laughs> I certainly have. And if you'd like to support the channel, there is a link in the description below, and membership starts from as little as 89 pence per month. All right, that's it from us. Thank you very much for watching. Please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. <laughs>